I, I'm, I'm piloting this episode. I, 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 I can pilot it if you want. All right. I'm going to pilot it. All right. You're going to fucking crash land if you pilot it. Take us off. Take us off here. I'm clap. I'm, I'm the clap. I'm the clap. I'm the clap. You're the clap? All right. Um, that make, that right, makes me Joel clap. Welcome to... All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the uh, the second... Back Judge NHL podcast. Ten months Second later. Ever. Ten months later. Ten months later, we did our we did our preseason preview, and uh, you know, any sentient human being knows what has happened since then. And here we are now. Um, ten months later, we're gonna do some some postseason predictions. Um, Qualifying round. Spring. Yeah, well, well, it's postseason right now. Yeah. You know, it's it's still considered the postseason, but yeah. Qualifying round. I don't think that we need to really explain how all this works right now. I think we're just going to give our our listeners the uh, totally the the, the the common respect yeah. that they understand how this playoff situation works, and we're basically just going to right now illustrate um, kind of where both of us are at um, individually in, in, in how we see these qualifying rounds playing out. Um, we're not going to talk too much about the round robin, I guess. I'd I'd be happy to just off top give a one through four maybe at the end of the podcast, but we're we're I just want to make it clear that we're going to be singling in a little bit more so on um, the qualifying the the five through twelve seeds as opposed to the the seeds one through four. Um, so let's let's kick this thing off. Let's go ahead and start in the Eastern Conference, um, and we're going to start with the five twelve matchup: the Pittsburgh Penguins, the five seed, going up against the Montreal Canadiens um, in a five game series. And and I'll kick this one off by saying. Uh, out of all of these qualifying, I'm, I'm giving myself away in both conferences. Out of all of these qualifying round uh, matchups, this is the only matchup that I predicted to finish in three games. And I have the Pittsburgh Penguins winning this matchup in three games. Um, do I think the Canadians can compete at a level that leads them to playing more than three games? Absolutely. But out of all of the matchups, I think that this is a, a Canadians team that is the most overmatched um, in any of these series just because of their lack of firepower offensively. And even with the inabilities Pittsburgh has uh, on the blue line, and even some of the questions they have at, at the goaltending position, I just don't think Montreal can score enough goals to keep up with this Penguins team. Because even if Carey Price is standing on his head, you still have to accredit this Penguins team when they're on to be scoring two or maybe three goals. Um, so there's really only so much you can do. So ultimately, I think that the Penguins are going to handle business they're still you know dealing with the, the ghosts from the sweep last year to the islanders so I, I think they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and they're going to be winning this series fairly handily yeah lee uh, i'm completely with you here i'll take the penguins in four games just because i'll give montreal the respect um but you know this is one of the teams that i bet on i'll get it out of the way the penguins were, were, were a leg of my parlay along with the edmonton oilers who we'll get into later but i think this is probably the surest thing in the eastern conference i'm sure lee you'd agree with me uh, I, and I kind of agree with your analysis because even if worse comes to worse and Carey Price is standing on his head for this Montreal Canadiens team, if we were to give a best-case scenario for the Canadiens team, their offense is fast, high-flying, they're putting up points, their defense is uh, you know, overperforming a little bit. You know, Obviously, you have Shea Weber at the top who's still pretty darn effective, but other than that, this team is kind of lacking depth outside of you know him and Petrie. Uh, and overall, I just think the Penguins have way too much firepower. They got healthy because of the quarantine situation. They were a team that, you know, I think Gensel's back. They had some other guys that were out, uh, you know, kind of nicked up all year. But now you got, you know, it's a new season, basically. And I think the, mm. the Penguins deserve to be the, the sharper side by, a, you know, they're minus 235 where I'm looking at for the series price. Um, but I just think this is a team that isn't, isn't really going to skip a beat and just has, you know, we, we know about the core Crosby Malkin. This is a championship caliber team. Uh, you know, the Canadians just can't, I just think they can't make life hard on the Penguins. And that's what it comes down to. And even like you said, Lee, I completely agree. If Carey Price is playing unbelievable and is letting in two goals a game, I think those are going to be a lot of 2-1 Penguins wins. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot more to say on that. I'm looking over uh, these. You got Brian Rust is listed at four and a half points for the series. Give me an under on that, minus 115. Sprinkle me a little under on Brian Rust. That's an interesting. Not getting five points. Um, you know, and very well until 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 Rust gets two assists game yeah, one, exactly. and then your whole your whole world comes crashing down. Well, it's interesting. A, um, a lot of these points props, you know, if you think the Penguins are going to win in three games, a lot of unders would make sense. You know, even if you think yep. they're going to win in four games. So, uh, 
Absolutely. Let, let, I just also want to make it clear that I don't think I would bet on the Penguins, even though I, I was fairly confident. I'm fairly confident they're going to win, but um, I was fairly confident the Lightning. I was more confident the Lightning were going to win that series against Columbus last year, and that really kind of, I think, is a great example if, that, that holds true through all sports of just, you never really, except for the NBA, <laughs> you never really know in these qualifying, in these early rounds, um, you know, how these teams are going to come out, what the mentality is going to be. I don't want to put too much weight on the shoulders of uh, the fan aspect of it. I think that that is fairly minimal. I think, honestly, that probably affects Montreal more than Pittsburgh because I would assume Montreal has a little bit more of a rowdy home ice advantage than most teams in the NHL. Um, but I still think that this is really, you know, it's anyone's game. So although I do think Pittsburgh is going to win the series, I don't know if the number warrants the value to – to bet to be betting on uh, on the Penguins um, just because of you know because of what happened last year they didn't win a playoff game against a team that I really didn't think was was that great totally um, so it's the NHL know, at the end of the day you completely that's, agree yeah with it's you the league. only thing it's the NHL but you know the Canadians were a bubble team we can wrap it up but the Canadians obviously they were one of the them and the Blackhawks were the two kind of they were positioned for the lottery uh, and you know just made it in by the skin of their their chin with the twenty four team format or whatever it is uh, and. I just think this team is incredibly young, man, and they just don't have a lot of. They have some skill and potential, but I think this team's a couple years away. And a team like Columbus last year, not only do they have the goaltending with Bobrovsky, but Tortorella, they play a hard physical playoff style game. And I, I take your point, and I'm paying, you know, I'm getting plus 133 with them and the Oilers. So I'm paying for, you know, something that really the value really is not on my side, but I'm comfortable taking it. Yeah. Well, let's move forward to. Uh... To the New York Rangers series, um, they're the 11th seed in the East, and they are being hosted, quote-unquote, the, by the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, the 6th seed in the East. And I find this to be, you know, I, I just so happen to be uh, a Rangers fan, but I also find this to be um, one of the more intriguing series out of, you know, both conferences, out of all these series, just because we saw what Carolina did last year in the playoffs. You know, Rob Brindamore is a great young coach. They've got a lot of young talent on their team. I think that, you know, they've got a pretty well-rounded roster from top to bottom. But then if you really take a step back and look at both of these teams, I think the Rangers really have more firepower, um, more talent, honestly, full scale. And I think that the three the three goalies on the Rangers roster are probably better than, than either of the goalies on the Hurricanes roster. And we've seen, you know, come playoff time, um, you know, that, that matters a whole heck of a lot more than it does in the regular season. So... There are a few things that lead me to believe that the Rangers, um, and, and, and the books have shown that, that, that the equilibrium has kind of tilted back towards, towards the Rangers' side, um, getting closer to an even number. Um, but yeah, the, the number I think is at, like, would you say, plus 115 now. So that's kind of uncharacteristic for a 6 versus 11 series. Um, kind of goes to show you where the public's head is at. But ultimately, I, wanna, I do want to outline that that does kind of worry me as a Rangers fan as well, because... This is a team that I've seen firsthand can fall asleep for large pockets of games. Um, and playing against a young, feisty, well-coached Hurricanes team, That's a, this is a team that can score three goals while you're asleep. So, um, you know, you can't put too much weight on the shoulders of, of Shesterkin, even though he's been phenomenal. He's only started in, in, you know, what, 11 or 12 NHL games in his career. So um, you don't want to be turning to Hank too early. The goaltending situation for the Rangers is going to be interesting, but... Ultimately, I think that the Rangers really should win this series. Um, they don't have as much experience per se uh, than the Hurricanes, but I think that, like I said, with the firepower between players like Zibanejad, uh, Panarin, and we saw Kako kind of coming on. I don't want to get too excited about the exhibition game, but just the talent, the potential on this team to uh, to really kind of tie it all together. And then hopefully maybe if Hank does get reps, for him to bring that leadership and that experience between the pipes I think that'd be really big for the Rangers. So ultimately, I, I got the Rangers in four in this series. I'm, I'm confident that if they can win that game one, they can really take a stranglehold on that series. And, and, and I don't see them dropping more than two games if they can win that game one. But I do want to I want to emphasize that I do think that this game one in this series is is uh, especially pivotal to the to the kind of the dynamic of of the way this series is going to go from from a goaltending standpoint. Yeah, Lee, I I really agree with you with a lot of what you just said. Um, I think with the Rangers, you're getting a team that offer a higher ceiling than Carolina. I think that's what we're kind of going with. And I think I'd say right now, just based on what Carolina was able to do last year and then being a little bit more of a proven commodity, uh, especially Rob Brindamore's coaching style. And, and obviously, 
arguably the best defensive core in in the NHL in terms of one through six. Carolina with the you know guys like Jacob Slavin. They added Brady Shea, the Ranger. Um, you know this is a this is a team that I think is really deep all over, and they have skill too. Doug, and Dougie Hamilton might be playing. Yeah, what is whether, Dougie Hamilton? Yeah, I don't know if it'll be status. I don't know if it'll be game one that he'll be playing, but I I think he'll be playing at some point in the series. Yeah, totally, um, and that's I'm just not positive is, about that though. Yeah, and, and I mean, whether he plays or not, this still is an incredibly deep team. Um, and Lee, I think you keyed on the the, the the real you know nugget here, and it's it's the, the goaltending. Um, if you know Peter Morazic has shown to be a, a good goaltender from time to time, and, and has gotten hot, but I, I kind of agree with what you said, Lee. I think you know one through three, Georgiev, Shosturkin, and Lundqvist all offer higher floors and higher ceilings than. Both Morazic and I'm not even sure who their backup goalie is. Should look that up. Yeah. Um, it, it also, I mean, it could end up. Uh, it's it's Reimer. Reimer. Yep. 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 So the the thing that worries me also is that it might um, ultimately be a hindrance for the Rangers because you get to a point where you don't really know who to start yep. at a certain point, and then you know you're almost getting the yips from from a coaching standpoint of not really feeling like you can go with the right decision, and then there's that pressure of playing Hank because this very well could be his last rodeo um, as a playoff netminder for the Rangers at least. Um, so that that does concern me a bit, but I do think that ultimately um, the Rangers should, if they play discipline and, and stay out of the penalty box and convert on the power play like they did in the regular season, um, I think they should handle the series and it should be a lot closer than the, uh, than the, seating, the seating says. Yeah, and I will say, you know, Carolina has some firepower too. I think it kind of depends on you know if 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 New York's forward core and especially if uh, well let's not forget Artemi Panarin we haven't even mentioned him but you know in the past ten months he had a completely dominant season and probably is going to finish two in the heart rating to uh, ranking to Leon Drysidle which is just you know Panarin in a lot of other years would probably win the heart but just because of Drysidle's year um, you know Panarin probably won't win it this year but you know you have one of the best players on the world in your team you know Mika Zibanejad is finally kind of, you know, he was kind of perennially underrated and is now really becoming a young superstar in this league. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, you know, had an unreal year as an offensive defenseman for the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers have a lot of firepower on offense. Um, you know, I guess I'll, I'll get I'll get cut to the chase. I'm going to take the Rangers in five, but I'm not incredibly confident. The more I was a much more confident about the Rangers, you know, in the past couple of weeks and leading up when I first saw this, I was like, oh, I really like the Rangers. And I still probably think there's good value to take them plus 115 because I think this is more of a coin flip series. But what Carolina was able to do last year with a proven commodity, like Rob Brindamore, I think is one of the better coaches in the NHL. Um, again, I think it, if, if Carolina has above average goaltending, if Mrazek is kind of outperforming and they're able to stay competitive in, in games and the Rangers offense isn't completely just, you know, putting points up, I think the Hurricanes probably win this series. Um, the Rangers to win this series at 3-2 is plus 400, and the Hurricanes to do it is plus 300. I probably would take that because I kind of just kind of think this is going to go five games. I think it's just going to be a, a game five, uh, you know, tilly between these teams. And I think these mm. are two of the more evenly matched teams in, in the NHL. But uh, in the end, I'm going to take the Rangers just because I think they got the better goaltending, uh, and I don't think they're too far behind Carolina in the forward and defensive uh, group. So... I'm going to take the Rangers. In, Next, in we got the we got the seven ten matchup. Um, the New York Islanders slotted in at the seven seed, and the Florida Panthers slotted in at the ten seed. Um, Tommy, funny you were just talking about series going to five games. I think this is one of those series that I think uh, has all the makings of a five game series. I'm, you know, I've got kind of a a, a history of doubting the Islanders. Um, so I don't want to bash them too hard. I think that they are more than capable to win this series. I just don't think that many things on their team stand out uh, enough for me to really give them the edge in the series to where I, I just point to uh, Joe Quenville being in his first year um, as the coach of the Panthers and, and it kind of maybe that lighting a bit of a fire underneath the, the Panthers to incite some type of playoff run. Um, we saw the Islanders kind of get – I don't want to, you know – Accredit it to luck, but um, sweeping the Penguins and then getting swept, you know, you don't see that happen with very sound teams. A lot of that came off as kind of faulty to me and more the Penguins losing the series than the Islanders winning it. So I don't necessarily, I guess I'm just saying the way the Islanders 
They didn't really leave the playoff picture gracefully last year. It kind of left me with a poor taste in my mouth. I don't really necessarily think that the team has a really like consistent winning identity or anything that they can hang their hat on outside of the fact that you know they've got a, a former Stanley Cup winning coach that's really been able to kind of you know uh, pioneer their team into this uh, ragtag group of solid players that that gets relatively good goaltending and and uh, can win that way but they kind of had a pretty hard cold patch um, where they were sliding in the standings a bit before before the pandemic hit and all these factors lead to me um, thinking that the Florida Panthers are a sneaky good bet here to uh, to win the series I like them they got an even tag on them so you're getting an even bet with the Panthers to win uh, win this series and I, I think there's a lot of value there yeah, Lee, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, you know, I don't want to slight the Islanders too much. They this fucking I, guy is mowing the lawn outside. It's fucking, it's raining. It's raining outside, and this fucking asshole. Is he's mowing the lawn, lawn in the rain. He's mowing the lawn. There's hardly any lawn to mow. Is it Jocko Willink? Does Jocko Willink live next to him, live yeah. next to Dad? Well, he's done now, I guess. Anyways, I was kind of getting distracted there. I, I, that is one of my – I have two bets. I have two flyer bets here. Yep. And, I, and that was one of them that I'm revealing is, is I, I just – something about the, the, the way that everything happened last year and, and, and just the kind of the juice I think the Panthers have this year. I think Bobrovsky, he didn't really come on in the regular season. I think there's a lot more uh, potential for him to come on in the playoffs. And um, – I think the acquisition of Vincent Trocheck is going to be fairly big for the Panthers as well if they, if he can start on coming hurricanes. on a, a bit too. They, oh yeah, you got the who do they who, who do they who do they get in exchange for him? I believe Eric Halla and they got some more depth. That was kind of a confusing move just because that, yeah, that was that was a confusing move. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But the ultimately I just think that the Panthers I have confidence that they're going to win this series. If even if it does go to five games, I still like the tag on them at even because, uh, because of the goaltending situation and because of you know like I hit over the head a few times the Islanders postseason woes last year in the second round. Yeah, this game is favored to go five games plus one thirty games in the series is, is uh, at five. Um, yeah, Leah, I pretty much agree with you for for similar reasons on the Islanders side. They play an incredibly sound defensive game. That's they don't like they don't they're not very high powered offensively and they have good goaltending, but I'm kind of I'm skeptical of Sergey Varlamov being a being a you know I was not a fan of them uh, not paying Robin Leonard and instead going out and getting Varlamov for a million dollars less or a little bit under a million dollars less. I thought Varlamov, you know, kind of had a, a nice couple of years in Colorado, but really you know was not the same player that Leonard was, who I believe is younger and really was a lot of the reasons why the Islanders had success last year. Um, and, and I th- just think the goaltending downgrade that they've had, I think that this, you know, last year, like you alluded to, Lee, was kind of a, a spark in the pan year or whatever it is, flash in the pan year, at least from my, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I, st- I still think they offer a, a pretty high floor, and I, pretty mu- I agree with you, Lee. I think this game, this series probably goes five games. Um, and, and, you know, if anyone on the Islanders is going to break this series and really kind of change the narrative for them, it's Matt Barzell, who's been – Kind of a product of the system, but I definitely think is a dude who can put up 100 points in a season. He has that type of talent. Um, but to get to the Panther side, I mean, this is a team that arguably has you know the most offensive firepower in the NHL, or you know probably more the under one of the underrated teams with offensive firepower in the NHL, just because they're deep. They've got scores all across their line, uh, all across four lines, um, like you alluded to, Lee with Quenville, uh, solid defense too, and then Bobrovsky, who was not good this year. He was was the second best goalie on their team to this, uh, whatever the other, number 50 or whatever. He's got a number in the 50s. Mm. They're backup, and the dude's making $10 million a year. That being said, all the more reason why I think this restart is going to be great for him. We saw what he was did last year with Columbus, where he basically was their MVP, was a huge part of the reason why they beat Tampa and was a huge part of the reason why they were a thorn in, si- in the side of Boston as well. Um, I just, you know, I think the Panthers just – clearly offer a higher ceiling and you know the fact that they have Quenville now and Bobrovsky I'm just kind of the things that we talked about 10 months ago on the in the preseason pod when we were hyping up the Panthers like this is their chance to realize that potential I think and they clearly have a higher ceiling um, than the Islanders and the fact that they are slight underdogs in this series 
I think definitely there's an edge there with the uh, the Panthers. So I'm going to take the Panthers and I'll take them in four. I'm going to take the Panthers in four. Hmm. Um, all right. Last but not least in the Eastern Conference, we've got the eight and nine matchup: the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, really intriguing matchup, in my opinion, as well. I, I would say that this is probably the second most intriguing matchup in the East, um, from my perspective. And this is kind of a coin flip series to me, which is why I would say that I think that the value is probably on the side of Columbus. Um, they've got a lot less to lose in this series. I think they've probably got a better coach. Um, I think you can make an argument that they could have better goaltending, uh, depending on the way that their you know goalies are playing. Um, I saw some really impressive goaltending from Columbus from those two youngsters, Corpusalo and Merzlinkis, uh, yeah. um, this year. So I think that they can, although they're probably neither of them are as consistent as Anderson, I think that on any given night, either of them could play to a higher level than Anderson. Um, I, I think that although Anderson's a solid goalie, there's not too much to love about him. I don't think he's going to take a series over. But uh, this is a Toronto team that, you know, you're paying these guys a lot of money. You've got a lot of talent in, in, your, in your top eight, and um, you need to win this series. You can't – I mean, I, I don't think it's unlikely at all that the house of cards comes tumbling down if the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, do not beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in this qualifying round because, on paper, this is this this is kind of a uh, this is kind of a wipeout. And although Columbus, you know, proved that on paper doesn't matter last year, I still think that the Maple Leafs, after all the you know ebbs and flows they had this year, um, ultimately I think it would be basically proving that this whole Maple Leafs way of managing a team is a failed experiment if they can't beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in this series. So for for those reasons, I'm taking the Leafs in five, but I don't think the Toronto fans are going to be uh, going to be you know taking any any uh, strolls in the park during this series. I think I think there's going to be a lot of sitting on the hands, a lot of uh, a lot of nail biters. I don't think anything's really going to come easy, kind of by nature of, of the way the Maple Leafs have been for the past probably you know decade, to my knowledge at least. Um, so. With all that being said, I'm, I'm taking the Leafs in five. I've said firepower a lot. I think the Leafs arguably have the most firepower um, in the East. So uh, I think that Anderson will be able to do just enough for, for them to sneak out and, and win a tough game five against a gritty Columbus team. Yeah, Lee, not a lot to disagree with you there. I definitely think from a value perspective, you should only be betting on the Blue Jackets because I think this series is going to go five games as well. Uh, you know, the Blue Jackets... They clearly, I think, have an uh, advantage with their defense. I think the Leafs have a pretty porous defense. It's good to see that Jake Muzzin is back. I think he'll provide a good physical presence on their blue line that they don't really have. Uh, and as you know, a veteran who, you know, I saw him against Montreal the other night in the exhibition game, just completely lay out a kid. He's, uh, you know, he's he plays the physical style of, of hockey. But also, the Blue Jackets are kind of like a better version of the Islanders in my mind, where you kind of know what you're going to get. And like we talked about when we were talking about, you know, the Penguin series, about the island, the, what the Blue Jackets were able to do last year. This team, you know, last year was a Cinderella story, and they lost Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky. You know, Panarin, who we just talked about with the Rangers, and this team, you know, was didn't really miss a step. They lost their goalie. They bring in, you know, Merzlikens, who's a younger guy, with Corpusalo, who both play incredibly well. You've got Rowenski and Seth Jones on your blue line, and then some other solid guys like Ryan Murray. You know, um, this this is a pretty solid team. And then they they got four lines, and they play they play a physical brand of hockey, um, and they play hard. They play hard. They're not going to quit. And that's where I think that this is going to be a, like you said, Lee, with the Maple Leafs having a lot of nail biters. Like it might be apropos for us to be betting on Columbus when they're down like two goals in the first period or something like that, because you know they're not going to quit. They're going to continue continue to play hard and physical. Um, and, you know, I just think this is going to be a team that doesn't go away. But ultimately, i got to go with the Maple Leafs lead for a lot of the same reasons that you did, the firepower. I just think they, they have to win the series. And I think they are a better team, and they really should win the series. But am I going to be shocked if we're looking up at going into the uh, the official playoffs and Columbus beat the Maple Leafs in four or five? I'm not, just because I think they're definitely a mentally tougher team and present a higher floor, kind of like Carolina. So um, it's going to the, the onus is on the Maple Leafs to 
I think it's going to come down to the Maple Leafs' defensive game because I think Freddie's going to be great, and I know they're going to score goals. Um, they're at least going to be live. Their offense is going to be live in, in all games just because of how high-powered they are, Lee. Um, but the defense is, is the big question mark. So if they can tighten up defensively, I think they sh- you know, should win this series you know, maybe in four, but I see it going five just because of Columbus and Tortorella and what he brings to that team. Yeah. I mean, this is a Leafs team that should be trying to win the Stanley Cup this year. So totally. um, in order for them to really advance that conversation, they need to, uh, they need to be able to beat Columbus fairly handily, I think. Um, to, to kind of prove that they can do that. All right, so now we're moving over to the West. <clears throat> good little, good little uh, synopsis of the East there. Um, let's start with the five, twelve in the West. We got the Chicago Blackhawks in the twelve seed sneaking in. Um, I want to say they're probably they had the worst winning percentage out of any team in the playoff picture, and they'll be playing the uh, Edmonton Oilers, number five seed, who. I think may have the best winning percentage um, outside of the outside of the top four. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting series, just from the standpoint of you know the the last hurrah somewhat with with Kane and Taves and Duncan Keith. Although it may not be necessarily the last hurrah, something of that nature. Um, we've seen the Chicago team struggle in years past, but you know a dominant force of the early 2010s mid 2010s this Blackhawks team so you don't want to underestimate them it's the last thing you want to do um but you know the goaltending situation concerns me the depth concerns me i think there was a reason why the winning percentage was so low in the regular season and then on the flip side man i've loved this oilers team it's one of the few things i said that was not stupid in our in our nhl preview this year was just how much i liked the oilers and i think when you're dealing with a player like we can even leave Dreisaitl, you know, the the Hart Trophy winner, presumed Hart Trophy winner, out of the conversation. When you're dealing with a player like Connor McDavid when he's at full health, I just think it's so hard to bet against him. Um, he's lost in the playoffs before. It's his Jordan year. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I just think there's, there's something in the air with Edmonton this year um, where now I'm giving out my second bet. I'm, I'm spoiling it before. I wanted to save it for the end of the podcast, but... The Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup is is plus twenty two hundred, and I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that I think the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. They, if I had to predict a team, it wouldn't be them necessarily. But after looking over all the you know the value on Fox Bet, all the the numbers, um, the Oilers really stand out to me as a team that presents a very large amount of value because. They kind of have a, I don't want to call it a cupcake in round one, but they're playing against a team who could be starting Malcolm Subban as their, as their goalie. Um, and I love Malcolm Subban as much as the next guy, but when you'd want to talk about a guy who, inexperienced, never started a playoff game, let alone he probably hasn't started more than three games consecutively as a starter in the NHL between the pipes. So um, when you're playing against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettle, the firepower in Edmonton, forget, forget the lack of talent maybe on the back end or the concerns with uh, with other parts of the of, of the roster in Edmonton, I just think that it's going to be too much to handle. And if you see the Oilers roll over Chicago in four games in round one, it'd feel pretty good to have a tag on them for 2,200 to win the cup. I mean, I think when this Oilers team is hot, uh, you know, they can beat just about anybody. I don't know if they can beat anybody in the seven-game series, but uh, on any given night, they can they can beat anyone, and I think that's really good enough to at least throw, you know, a little bit of money down and make a John Gooch bet on a, on a NHL Stanley Cup future. Um, I think all the value is there for the Oilers. It's a bet I, th- I could I could see myself making honestly before the the puck drops tomorrow. Is, is the Oilers winning the cup? Because if McDavid starts to get hot and Drysaddle plays like he did in the regular season, I don't see what's going to stop this team. Yeah, so, but to conclude, I got the Oilers in four. I th- I'll give the Blackhawks a charity win. Um, I don't think the Oilers are going to steamroll them, but I think it's going to be. Uh, I think that the Blackhawks are just going to be overwhelmed by the by the talent, the speed, and the you know the cohesion of of, of the Oilers. Yeah, the Blackhawks, unfortunately, uh, Leo Kwiatkowski. I know you're listening. Plug your ears, you and Big Jim. Plug your ears right now because the Blackhawks <laughs> have been on a, a steep decline really since 2015 when they won their last cup. I think the the next year, the year whenever they you know they lost to the year Nashville was the eight seed and went to the the cup and lost to Pittsburgh. They swept the the number one seed Blackhawks if I remember correctly. And it's literally mm-hmm. since then they've been on a you know a downhill trajectory. I think a lot of that can go to Stan Bowman and some of the moves that he's made. Um, and I really think you know had these had the Blackhawks not dished Leonard out at the deadline to Vegas, 
they would make them a little bit more interesting to me just because they would have Robin Leonard in net instead of Malcolm Subban right now. And Leonard has been shown to be one of the better goalies in the NHL. I think when he's you know really playing well and feeling himself, I definitely think he's a starter. But not a lot really to add. I, I really agree with what you said, Lee. Um, I think I mentioned this to Lee a couple days ago when I made the, my initial bet on the Oilers-Penguins uh, series parlay. And I think the only reason the, the this isn't a number, we're not seeing a minus 200 on the Oilers, is because of the pedigree of the Blackhawks and what you know their name recognition and kind of what Joe Public has in their mind about them. But we even see, I mean, I made this bet two or three days ago. The Oilers were minus 160 to win the series. They're down to 175 now where, uh, where I'm looking at. So it seems that the, a lot of money is, or at least there's, that's a significant move. Um, not a lot to disagree with you, Lee. I think the, the Oilers, their defense has improved this year. It's better. I think Tippett has been a, a great coach. They play hard for him. Um, the goaltending, you know, is, can be a little bit questionable, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, especially when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and, you know, Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto, who showed to be really good this year at, at times as a young player. They just have so much skill and speed. And, you know, guy, having a guy like uh, Darnell Nurse on the back end, who's a physically intimidating presence, but also plays a two-way game. Uh, I just really like the way this team is built. And a lot of this is kind of a reflection on the Blackhawks, who I just think are, are not a good team. They're, they're, they're a bottom 10 team in the NHL. They have, you know, they have Taze, I mean, not Taze, Kane, who still is one of the better players, one of the best players in the NHL. But other than that, this is a weak defense, weak goaltending, and not deep up front. So, I, I'll give them a game just like Yuli. I got the Oilers in four though, and I like I like your logic a lot. I mean, it's at least worth throwing like ten bucks on the on the Oilers to win the Cup, man. It gives you two hundred and twenty bucks. Well, yeah, there. I'm just thinking like if they were to win that game series in four games, and then it's like all right, the number I mean, moves. The number moves. You're looking you're looking at the field in the West, and you know you've got your St. Louis's and your Colorados, but I, those teams are a lot less intimidating if you know you've got. A, 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 a steaming hot McDavid and Drysaddle tandem coming at him. You know, I just think that the the number for the Oilers should should probably be a little bit lower. I mean, you're looking at. I know the Blues won the Cup last year, but Blues are at plus one thousand one hundred. The Oilers are at plus two thousand two hundred. So the Oilers, they're they're saying that the you know the Oilers are or the Blues are Oilers are two times less likely to win the Stanley Cup than the Blues. We're not big um, math guys over here, but I think that works. Exactly, it was struggling a little bit there, but two times less likely to win the, you know, the the Stanley Cup than the Blues. I think they're probably less likely to win the Stanley Cup than the Blues, but but not that significantly. Just as an example, um, so so yeah, I, I like the value on the Oilers, and I think this is a team that can get hot and, you know, be really really tough to beat. Um, next, I got I got a strong opinion about this next one too. We got the uh, the six eleven matchup, the six seed Nashville Predators, the eleven seed. Arizona Coyotes. Um, I got the Coyotes in in five games, and I'm on the I'm on the fade Nashville train, just like um, you were in October. I, yeah, just like I was in October. And this is a Nashville team that also was similar to the Islanders, starting to slide a little bit. They started off very hot, and they slid a little bit towards the uh, time COVID was happening. Um, I think Pecorini's over the hill. Um, doesn't mean that he can't be, still be a good goaltender. I think he still can be a good goaltender. I think he's played his best hockey. Um, I think Matt Duchesne's a little bit overrated. I think that the I, I'm not I'm just nothing about Nashville convinces me that they're going to be a threat uh, in the playoffs this year. And sure, maybe they can beat the Arizona Coyotes in a in a five game series, but I think that's about the extent of what they'll do. Um, and and I'm willing to go as far as to say that I'll bet against them if that's if that's if that's a, a, the the amount of confidence I have in them then I'll just go ahead and bet against them. I think Arizona is happy to be in the playoffs. Um, they've got they've got firepower in their own right with Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel, some other players. Um, and you know they're 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 a team that that zips around a little bit, and I think it's going to be a little bit more of an exciting series than people may let on. And um, I think we're kind of seeing the Predators' demise a little bit. You know, we, you brought up the, the, the cup run, and similar to your Sharks, I hate to say it, sometimes you just see these teams where they have a hardcore two-and-a-half, three-year window, and they hit that window hard, and they really do a good job in the playoffs, but they just do not uh, complete the ultimate goal. And there's only so many years that can go by where you're doing the same thing over, over and over again and not getting overtaken by the young and up-and-comers around you. Um, so for those reasons, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the uh, – 
the Coyotes to win the series. I don't think I'd bet on it, but as a fan, I'm I'm pretty heavy on uh, on the Coyotes. I'll be I'll be I'll be excited to watch that series because I'm 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 on the fade Nashville train pretty hard. Yeah, I guess this will be our first disagreement of the podcast. I don't I'm not, but I feel like we've been lockstep on everything. And yeah. it's not even a strong disagreement because if I, I mean the value is clearly on the Coyotes, I would never bet on the Nashville to win the series minus one thirty five. Um, but I do think they're a little bit more of a veteran team. I think Roman Yossi, you know, arguably is the best defenseman in the NHL right now. Um, I pegged him to win the Norris. He's going to finish second. That's a, that's a tough loss for me for my preseason uh, predictions. Uh, Philip Forsberg, Duchesne. I still think this team has a lot of firepower. I by no means I'm buying this team going forward, but I just think Arizona is a little young, um, a little shoddy in terms of depth. Their defense, I think, is you know I think they got great goaltending. Kemper and Ronta is a really nice tandem, and I definitely think they have an advantage over Pekka Rene and is it Saros as the backup in in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I just have to go with I think a little bit better of a team on paper in Nashville. Um, but if Arizona is playing fast and, uh, you know, I, I very well could see Arizona winning this, this series. I'm not going to touch this this series with the 10-stick pole, but I just got to go with Nashville just because of the veteran leadership. Uh, and, you know, it's been it's been brought up many times before, but Nashville has had one of the worst power plays in the last, you know, calendar year. And if that isn't, you know, fixed, that's going to be, it's going to be, this going to be an uphill climb for them. But I do think they have an advantage on offense and defense. Uh, and but you know in terms I'm looking over at these some of these player props. Phil Kessel total points in the series is two and a half. Um, give me that over. I know Kessel had a little bit of a a uh, down year this year, but this guy I think thrives in a playoff setting. I think Tockett is going to trust him in the playoff setting, going back to their days in Pittsburgh, and he's going to be leaned on heavily from very at least from a power play perspective. Well, and he's, he's yeah. a guy where I think that that number should be at least three. I think, and the fact that. I think this is a series that probably is going to go five games. I'll I'll take Nashville in five. Give me Phil Kessel to score at least three points in this series. I think he's going to come back motivated and have a little bit of a scoring touch. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I think that uh, the Predators probably do have a. I'll concede that they probably have a better team on paper, but I just think there's a little bit more buzz and energy surrounding the Coyotes from the. And what's going to be the fallout from the Chica stuff too? I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of weird. What's going on there? I don't know. It could go two ways. Totally, it could it could it could have completely affect them and make them look that much worse for losing a series three one to the Predators, and now they don't have a GM. Or it could you know completely let a fire under them, and then all of a sudden the Coyotes are handling the Predators in that series, and it's like, oh, man, who wants to be the, who wants to be the next GM of the Coyotes because things are looking up yep. um, in, in the desert. But, uh, but yeah, I just think that there's a little more buzz surrounding the Coyotes, and for that reason, I'm, I'm, I'm taking them. I think they're going to – there's always those – these some of these low seeds are going to win these series. Totally. Right? Like, it's going to happen. So you need to kind of – they're not all going to, but you need to kind of pick your battles and choose which ones – are going to win, um, and, the, and the Coyotes just kind of fall into that category. And we should have said this at the beginning of the podcast, but the majority of these series really should be coin flips because it is kind of a new season. It's hard to, you know, mm-hmm. the, the past year should count a little bit for something in the in the same way that, you know, 2019 counted in our preview in a way. But this is, this mm-hmm. these dudes have had four months off. It's like, it, it for sure yeah. is a new season and everything. So I would not be shocked at all if, uh, if the Yotes uh, came away in this one. All right, now finishing off the West, the eight nine matchup, we got the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames. Um, I think similar to the Panthers Islanders series, this is just going to be a balls to the wall uh, collision of 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 you know physical uh, two physical teams, two physical Canadian teams, eh? Um, and the the only thing that tilts me in the direction of, of the Calgary Flames is the fact that they did so darn well last year in the regular season and, and, and got uh, kind of dismantled in the first round of the playoffs. And that very well could have been, you know, who they really are. I lean more in the direction of, the, you know, that's the first time Calgary had been in the playoffs since the Aginla days. And, uh, and I just don't think they were really ready for the moment. And I think that um, they're, you know, a little bit more grateful to be there uh, than, than Winnipeg is at this point. I think Winnipeg is kind of limp their way into the playoffs. Um, and, I, you know, I just don't really – I don't like that Winnipeg doesn't have Bufflin in a playoff scenario. I don't like Lion A's mentality right now, especially when you put that on the scope of they're in the playoffs. Um, I know that's kind of maybe lazy, but 
all these things tied together um, just make me feel like Calgary's just kind of kind of want it that much more and kind of going to be zipping around a little bit more. There's just kind of a sense of complacency from coming from Winnipeg. Um, and maybe it's just me being putting a little bit too much stock into Buffalo and leaving the team, putting a little bit too much stock into Lyonnais decline as a, uh, you know, productive player. But I just think Winnipeg may have a few more issues to figure out than, uh, than people may believe. And, and I think that's the reason why they're, you know, they're the fourth, uh, least likely team to win the Stanley Cup according to Fox bet. So, um, I think that, like I said, the, the Jets kind of limped in. I think they're a little, they're a little hampered, um, as a squad right now. And, and, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, if you throw Winnipeg in a scenario where they're playing Chicago in a series, I think that's a really interesting series. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, there's not a lot, of, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Winnipeg. I'm not a huge Hellebuck fan. And I just think this is a team that is just kind of missing. They're, they're missing something. And, uh, I don't think they're super far away, but there's a few things they need to address before they can start making a playoff run, in my opinion. Yeah, we're going to have to disagree here again. Um, I mean, say what you will about Hellebuck, but he's probably going to win the Vesna this year. He was the best regular season goalie in the NHL this year, and I think they just have a clear – It's that's where the, the clear advantage starts with me is in goal. When you're going up Hellebuck v. Riddick and Cam Talbot, that's really I, – I think that you got a tandem in Calgary where you don't really know who your lead dog is. That's part of the reason why Colorado, I think, kind of the reason why they, they broke down last year against Colorado in the playoffs. And I think I think you should give Winnipeg a little bit more credit for what they were able to do because they lost us in Bufflin, um, because they lost Truba as well. Uh, you know, a lot of their, their core was dismantled a little bit on, on defense, I guess, at least those two guys. But, you know, Line A, you're right about his attitude from time to time. But, I mean, this past year in 68 games, he had 63 points. I think he led their team in goals with 28. Um I'm I'm leaning Winnipeg just because I think, despite not having. I was just giving some Connor Ryan analysis because I read uh, I read something about him like not wanting to play in the bubble. He was just saying I would like, not be su- care. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised about that. I mean, Lane yeah. is a uh, he's a surpo- superstar. He's a Euro superstar who gets yeah, uh, who yeah. gets the Don Cherry types types uh, fired up a little bit. But uh, yeah, uh, I I just think Winnipeg actually has more firepower. I'm not super confident. I think this is a five game series for sure. Again, much like I was at Florida Island, I don't know. Whenever I said I might just bet on the Flames winning three two and Winnipeg winning three two, just because I think both these teams, you can. This is going to be kind of like a manufactured hate, not manufactured, but similar to Edmonton Calgary. I just think this is going to be a super gritty series. It's going to be super physical. Calgary brought in Lucic. They got big boys. So does Winnipeg. Um, I just think Winnipeg is deeper, and I think. Maybe Calgary definitely probably is an edge on defense. They got a little deeper at defense on the deadline, adding, what's his name, Gustafson from Chicago. But Winnipeg's defense has overperformed all year, and Hellebuck has been able to stand on his head and be fantastic this year. And obviously, like we, I mean, I just said, we shouldn't put too much stock into what happened in the past 10 months. But I think Winnipeg has a clear advantage in goal, and I think they have a clear advantage in the coaching spot. I think Paul Maurice is a really good head coach who gets a lot out of his players. He's been in Winnipeg for a long time. I think what Winnipeg was able to do this year, if I don't, if I remember correctly, I think all three of us, pops included, were down on Winnipeg going into this year for a lot of the reasons that you brought mm-hmm. up. But they were able to slide into the playoffs, be a competitive team all year. They play a heavy style of game. Um, you know, this is a team that took St. Louis to what six or seven games last year. I just think this is a tough team that plays a physical brand of hockey, and I don't know if Calgary can match that. Uh, I mean, they're going to try, and I know they have some pieces with. Kachuk plays a great style of game. Goudreau's one of the more skilled players in the NHL, and Lucic, you know, is going to bring it. But I just don't think Calgary has it uh, in goal and in co- on the behind the bench. So I'm going to get, take it to Winnipeg. I think this for sure should be a coin flip series. Um, Winnipeg at plus 110, I would consider doing that. Um, but I got Winnipeg in uh, five. Awesome. All right, I got the Flames in five. Um, and I skipped over the 710. My bad. I completely You're good. grazed over... But I will say uh, to pile it on, I, I think this is the most boring series um, in the in the qualifying round, just due to the fact that I think neither of these teams have any chance of going to the Stanley Cup. Um, and it uh, doesn't mean it won't be entertaining, but that that brings us to the seven ten matchup: Vancouver, Minnesota. Um, Vancouver, young, uh, energetic team. Haven't seen a lot out of Vancouver the past like five years or so, so it's good to see them kind of showing face in the playoff scenario. Um, 
mean, shoot, won 36 games this year. You know, I, I, I'm just impressed. I didn't watch a lot of Vancouver this year, so I'm not going to pretend like I did. But I know they got Besser. I know they got uh, Hughes, obviously, and then um, Patterson. Who's the, the, the Patterson? Yeah, so they got some really good young players. But that's what that's just what they are. You know, they're really good young players. I think the goaltending's a bit shaky. Um, and as much as I hate to do it, I think I'm going to pick the Wild in this series just because the Wild, to me, are uh, are just the the um, the litmus test of the NHL. They're the middling line uh, that that runs through the NHL incarnate. And I think that uh, you can play. I think Vancouver can play to a higher level than them, but I think Vancouver also has probably more of a tendency to dip to a lower level than Minnesota does. And I think the overall consistency of uh, the Minnesota team will will ultimately uh, lead them to winning the series. And I just think that I like Bill, I like what Bill Guerin's cooking up in Minnesota. I think that there's some good stuff happening. Um, they just, I think, extended their coach or finally made him the, the head coach. He was interim. kind of in an interim role. Yeah. So I, I really like that. I just like that, you know, they're putting some faith in him and uh, I'm a big Dumba guy. You know, I, I, I like, you know, I think Dubnik's probably, you know, going to bring a little bit more to the table. Um, seeing as, you know, these, these guys are getting, the Minnesota team, there's some older guys in this team, getting to the end of the road. And I think that um, with the kind of, we, we've used it a lot, but coin flip matchup, like I think this really is, um, I'm just going to lean with the with the experience and, and, and lean with the team that, I, that I'm a little bit more familiar with in the, in the wild. Yeah, Lee, tough to disagree uh, again with you, uh, but I think I'm going to. I'm going to take the Canucks just because I think you should give their their goaltending a little bit more credit. Markstrom was was a pretty good goaltender this year, and they got a, you know a guy that I used to compete against back in uh, San Diego, play for the Gulls, Thatcher Demko, their backup uh, yep. their backup goalie, uh, California hockey product. Um, I'm going to go with the Canucks. I'm not very confident at all. This should be a coin flip. The value probably is on Minnesota. I think they've been bet down to plus 105. I think they were a little bit more of a a dog uh, when the when the numbers first came out, but. I'm going to go with Vancouver just because of I think they got a little bit more firepower. But, gosh, man, I mean, this is probably a five-gamer. Um, and the Wildly, they, just like you said, they got they are just a tough veteran team who's been there before. you got guys like Zach Parise, Kevin Fiala is starting to come into his own. Um, I wouldn't mind taking him at both him and Parise. Parise is at three points, Fiala is at three and a half. Those are, those are potential overs, especially if this uh, series goes five games. I am worried a little bit about um, the Wilds goaltending. I never have been a big Devin Dubnik guy, and I think Vancouver has a clear advantage there. And I like what – I don't know much about either of these coaches and Travis Green and Evan uh, Dean Evanson, who I just looked up. you gotta look, You got to Google him, Lee. He looks like a total shit kicker, man. He looks, he looks like a guy you'd love to play for. Um, but um, I'm going to go with Vancouver just because of the ceiling. I think they got a higher ceiling. Uh, but I do think this game is going. I mean, this series is going to go five games, and you know, Minnesota—they've been around the block. They are. They. I mean, this is probably the oldest team in the playoffs. I'm going to say off top. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but this is a mm-hmm. this is a real veteran team, and and a restart like we talked about, where you're just pitting experience versus non-experience, experience and a little bit less skill versus non-experience. Uh, it's it's you know it usually behooves you to go with the experience, but I'm going to take the Canucks just because I think they. Got a lot of talent. They're a nice young team, and I just don't. I think they're better than the Wild. But I will agree with you, Lee. Bill Guerin. I really like what he's doing in Minnesota, and I expect this team to get turned around pretty soon. So we're uh, we're lockstep in the East, but in the West we disagree on three of the four series. Everyone except for Edmonton we we disagree on. So that's going to be fun to see how that plays out. Um, I'll be I'll be keeping score, and uh, real quick little fire round here. I'm just going to give out my one through four in the east and the west, and then we can wrap this thing up after you give yours. Um, in the east, I'm going to go Tampa Bay coming in with the one seed. I was talking to you a little bit about how the other day about how if I had to pick a, a cup champion right now, it would probably be the Lightning, just based off, again, what happened last year, the embarrassment. I think there's a big chip on their shoulder. I still think top to bottom, they're arguably the most talented team in the league. Love Cooper, their coach. Love Vasilevsky, their goaltender. Um, I can go on and on. So I just really think that this team is, is cup material. And last year may, may have been the perfect dose of what they needed to, to really come to that realization of, of what it takes to, uh, to hoist. Um, and then in the second spot, I'm going to go unpopular here. And I'm going to say the Washington Capitals are going to catch fire a little bit and, and round out that second spot. I think Ovechkin's laser focused. 
Um, still coming for that Gretzky goal record. Kind of got under undercut by the uh, inability to, to finish out the season this year, but I still trust that he's going to be, you know, totally kicking ass out there like he usually does. Um, and, you know, I'd like to see Holtby step up a little bit in, in, in you know, uh, a playoff setting because he was very disappointed this year. Uh, third, I'm going to go Boston. Um, I think Boston's a little bit, a little bit bruised and battered a little bit. You know, I'm just seeing guys in guys out. Don't really know what to think. I think there's a lot of buzz surrounding Boston. I don't want to tagline them as, uh, as, as a team that's getting overhyped because I don't necessarily think they are, but to see them just consistently being kind of predicted as the number one seed in the East, I, I just think is they may be getting granted a little bit too much. I bet on Boston a lot last year in the playoffs on their cup run and, they played a lot of close games. They won a lot of close games. So it's not to say that, you know, I think that shows just, just as much about um, how good of a team they are as about how uh, how icy things can get and how they can, like, kind of th- things slip away um, as well. They're, they may not be as well-rounded as people may give them credit for. Um, and then in the fourth spot, I'm going to go with the Flyers. I've been hating on the Flyers since the preview pod. Um, I'm not going to hate on them too hard. They proved me wrong. They proved they definitely earned their uh, earned their way to be a top-four team. Um, won't be shocked at all if they if if this team can string together a run. I just I'm not a huge AV guy, and uh, I just the don't. Rangers bias. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not a huge AV guy, and I I'm not into the I'm not into the whole Philly hype train right now. So I'm, I'm going to continue to fade them, and then in the West I'm going to go uh, one seed. Uh, I, I'm just going to go St. Louis. I think it's probably the safest pick. Colorado probably has a higher ceiling, but I just think St. Louis is. I feel like this whole quarantine bubble thing plays to St. Louis's favor almost, where they're just right back in that playoff scenario all of a sudden. I feel like they're so naturally going to pick up kind of where they left off because that's just their play style, and they did it to a T last year in the playoffs. Um, a lot of their success is really going to come down to if Jordan Bennington can uh, kind of recreate the magic that he uh, that he had as a goaltender last year um, in the two spot. I'm going to put in the Dallas Stars. I'm going to say the Dallas Stars are going to. Uh, are going to be winning winning some of these round robin games, and, and we're going to see Colorado kind of slip behind a little bit. A lot of hype surrounding Colorado. Not to say that Colorado isn't going to you know do their thing, but I just think in this in this buy round things might get a little wacky. And I'm I'm going to say the Stars are going to come in in that two spot. Joe Pavelski having a big uh, having having a big you know playoff playoff Joe going to come in and, and, and elevate that team. Hungry Stars team. Uh, third, I'm going with the Avalanche. Um, no reason this team shouldn't be vying for a one or two spot and absolutely should be in the conversation. But I just think that Dallas and St. Louis are going to kind of, kind of, kind of have an energy about them, um, right off the bat that, that Colorado doesn't have just a feeling I got. So I'm going with it. And then fourth Vegas, um, I'm off the Vegas train. I'm off the Vegas train big time. Not a big Pete DeBoer guy. Don't like what's happening with the with the goalie situation. Although you know, I do like Leonard. I, I think that in order for this Vegas team to really make a run, they need Flurry to be at his best. They need Flurry to be kind of the best player on that team. That's really all I've seen from this Vegas team is them doing really well when Flurry's doing really well. So I'm not going to uh, put too many chips into the Vegas basket. I'm, I'm going to say that they may struggle a little bit, um, and I ultimately think that they may be better suited in the uh, in the qualifying round. In terms of just them as a team, I think the Oilers are probably better. Wow. And, uh, you know, if if the season went on a bit longer, that things would be you know obviously a little different. So um, I'm, I'll put a little disrespect on Vegas's name and put them in that four spot. So that's that's how I got those conferences, the round robins rounding out. Yeah, these are tough to predict. I, they kind of become, I guess, a power ranking a little bit because you just don't know. It just be, it's just kind of like, what are you yeah. off cuff? What are you feeling? Yeah, you know, I don't want to try not to be too chalk, but I guess in the East, off cuff, man. I mean, it's tough to not say Tampa's going to be number one, but I mean, I really like to think that I really like Washington and Philly's energy coming in. Like you like Dallas and mm-hmm. uh, whatever you said, Dallas and St. Louis. Yeah, I'm really St. liking Louis. Washington and Philly. Washington for a lot of the same reasons you said, and then Philly. I think Philly's just been playing really darn good hockey for a lot of the same reasons that I liked them in the preview. I just think they're really deep. They got they got six defensemen. Their offense, uh, their 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 you know their forwards are deep too. And I think Kata Hot is like a, a really good goalie. And I, I mean I don't want I don't think his young age I don't know if he's twenty one or twenty two whatever it is should should fool you. I think he's one of the elite goaltenders in the NHL, and this is his chance to prove it. So I mean I guess if you're just and, and Lee I kind of agree with you with Boston. I don't really expect a huge run from Boston this year for whatever reason. I don't know why they had a great year. They were playing awesome. Yeah. But 
Um, I just think that there's a little bit of fatigue there, and you know, for whatever reason, we saw it last year. Yeah. I just don't think they're a significantly better team than they were last yeah. year, and I just think last year they won so many close games that in order to get them into the position they were, so I just have a I have trouble seeing it's, that kind of it's going to be created. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what their matchup is. Like we, we talked about it, uh, you know, off off record a couple days ago, whatever, with uh, Toronto. You know, if Boston's playing Toronto this year. I think we're both probably going to go with Toronto. But, you know, obviously we got to see where they, you know, what happens with the Columbus series. But um, I just think I, I kind of am, am feeling you with Boston. I guess I'll, in order of, I'll go Washington, Philly, uh, Tampa, uh, Boston. I'd like to see, you know, maybe Tampa not be the one seed and, you know, whatever. Maybe that'll work for them. Not to be uh, an mm-hmm. overwhelming favorite and maybe come out of the gate. I don't want to say slow, but, you know, saving saving all your, uh, your, your good juju for the right moment. Um, and let me uh, let me let me just put this one out there. I'm gonna a little a little, uh, a little bit of the famous back judge Lions homeboy talk, but I'm gonna do some Rangers homeboy talk. I hope Philly gets that one seed. I hope Philly yeah. gets that one seed because because the when the Rangers win that series against Carolina, they're gonna play Philly yeah. in in the in the playoffs, and that's who I want. I want to play. I want to see AV on the other on the other bench, and I want to see David Quinn on our bench. And and that's and I want to see that playoff matchup. That's who I want. If I get my pick of the litter of these four of these four uh, round robin teams, I'm taking Philly. I want Philly's head. <laughs> hey man, I love that energy. As you should. As you should. I'm sure your I'm sure your father in the other room would 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 completely agree. <laughs> um, yeah. He comes to pick me up at the airport today. He's wearing a, a chiclet shirt. It's orange and black. He's wearing an orange and black chiclet shirt. Yeah, I, I I told him. I said. You're wearing Philly colors the day before puck drops, man. Bad start. You freak out? He was like, "Oh shit, you're right." <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't drive back shirtless, though. He didn't drive back shirtless. No. I'll give my West uh, power ranks real quick. Um, I'm all in on Vegas. I'll give Vegas the one seed. I I, I still think Vegas is going to continue this energy. Pizza Boar's got a little Jim Harbaugh to him in the NFL. I think he's. For the first three years, he's a world beater, I think. But I think for whatever reason, maybe that's just the NHL. He uh, he tires out on his team. But I just think this Vegas team is built in the same way that St. Louis is. This is a physical team that I think is going to get good goaltending. They're deep. They're gonna they're gonna beat the uh, the crap out of you. So I think uh, Vegas and St. Louis are kind of in the same boat with me. And then Colorado and Dallas are more of the skilled teams. And I mean, I don't think I'd probably you know what I'll go Colorado one seed, Vegas two seed, St. Louis three seed, and Dallas four seed. I just think Dallas, right. uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Shout out Adam, Adam Klepp is a Dallas know, Stars Adam, fan. Klepp's going to be Klepp's going to be heartbroken to hear that. Klepp's going to be disappointed. But Klepp doesn't listen to that that slick talk. Klepp, Klepp likes that action. He likes that action as well. He's going to be tuning he in. Is. Um, definitely, we got to get back together. You know, when uh, when the matchups are set after this round and, and give some more analysis because I think definitely this all can you know it's going to be great to see where it is should we get the old man in here real quick and give him a rapid fire rapid fire predictions no he won't it's going to take 15 minutes i'm, I'm right. too fatigued to try to we'll do spare that. we'll spare the audience of the old man all right buddy uh great pod and right, uh, man. puck drops 12 hours see, from see now you, uh, 11 hours or no tw- yeah puck. <laughs> uh not 20 not 12 hours Matt, we're math we're math guys we're math guys big math guys 23 Yep. I just think that's going to really set the tone for the series. Yep. So. And, and can't wait for it. And Penguins Oilers series series up parlay plus one thirty three. Get it while it's hot. Actually, it's probably less than that now because the Oilers moved up. But the, the two I gave out was Oilers to win the Cup plus twenty two hundred and the Panthers to beat the Islanders in that series. Is All right, buddy. All right. Enjoy, enjoy these
que malhar Vamos lá Musculação, respiração Ar no pulmão Vamos lá Tem que esticar, tem que dobrar Tem que encaixar Vamos lá Um, dois e três É sem parar, mais uma vez Verão chegando Quem não se endireitar Não tem lugar ao sol Domingo é dia Vinte de dia a mais E de bom pra trás